Welcome everyone to Wellness Spring. Today I'm really blessed and honoured to be with a fabulous friend, Ruana Siegel, that I've met since I've been in Australia and travelling. She lives in Melbourne and just around the corner from my in-laws and I've been to her lovely office, which you can see behind. And um, she's she is an extremely dynamic lady. She's gone from being a high-paid paid administrator for top jobs to, in 1990, she left this career to follow her esoteric passions and metaphysical studies. And um, now... From there, she opened a healing center in Kineton in Victoria. I probably pronounced that wrong. Kineton. Kineton. Central Victoria. Central Victoria. And um, today she's offering a variety of programs, including tarot, Western astrology, numerology, one-on-one counseling, and spiritual development programs. And like myself, she's a Reiki master and teacher, and I'm an aromatherapist, and Ruana is a wellness advocate and for doTERRA essential oils, and she's also an aromatherapist. And she's an author of Tarot Distinction book, and she can help you on all levels to be the best version of yourself. So, yes. So welcome, Ruana. And we actually first met on um, one of a Kumano friends called Vincent Mellon. The three of us are super genius creators, having done William Whitecloud's work. So Ruana is intuitive like myself. And obviously, we're both super geniuses and we know how to tap into the super conscious. But before we go into all the amazing work that you're doing, because this calls about you, um, could you please tell the audience about your background, where you grew up and your education and how you started in your corporate world? Well, I've, I've always lived in Mooney Ponds, Melbourne. And, um, uh, you know, I thought I'd never get out of here. But when I did get married, that's when we moved to Kyneton. And I was married for 20 years. And, and then I got divorced and came hmm. back to Mooney Ponds. Um, hmm. And I'm actually living in the, it's a shop front with a dwelling at the back. And that shop front used to be my folks' milk bar. And so I grew up in this place from when I was very little. And um, and now, you know, both my folks have moved on and I've turned the shop into my little healing centre for myself and and I'm very comfortably living here. So, um, so I went to school around here um, and, you know, did the right thing and got that corporate job. Um, I was a manager of an admin and for telecom back then. Now it's called Telstra, uh, mm. working at head office and in the city. And I, it, you know, it, it was, I suppose at that time I was 
you know, in, in the marriage, looking for something more. And that's when I started to do a lot of self-development programs. I did Landmark, of course, and there was another wonderful um, program called Money and You, which I absolutely love because that's when I got introduced to Buckminster Fuller, which I do a, um, for the last 30 years as well. I've been doing environmental work with some of with an idea that he had or some works that he he pursued and so you know and then 30 years ago as well I you know I fell in love with astrology and tarot and I and I felt like I came home to you know the, I know this you know and I love the people that were involved with all of that as well and um I was so passionate and excited about it that people would say, oh, teach me, teach me. And 30 years later, I'm still teaching it. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's how I've sort of fell into it, you know, like magic. You know? Yes. And um, have you got any siblings or? No, no, I'm an only child. And no. unfortunately, we weren't able to have children in, in the marriage because because of his issues um uh so it just left me a lot of time to do all this studying and and read books and you know when I started on this pathway there was no google back then so it was either through the people you knew or through books so I've got a numerous amount of books <laughs> so, yeah and that kept me busy you know so. yeah and I know from having met you live a couple of times and you're a very busy person with um, all the foundations and the organizations of voluntary work you do. So would you like to tell us some about Genie, for example? Yes, the Genie Foundation. So um, Buckminster Fuller, he in his book, uh, Critical Path, he write that there's a little one sentence where it says, the more energy a country has, the the population growth seems to go down or stabilize and and this is what's happened around the world in in the first developing worlds like australia you know us europe there's low population there's zero population growth because the standard of living is so high but in the developing worlds there you know where there is no energy um, you know, they have so many children and half of them die and there's no irrigation, sanitation. So I fell in love with this project. I, you know, there were other courses I could have done, but I thought if I just get involved with this project, all those lessons and learnings that I can get from those workshops, I can actually get it from this project and then actually do work in the project at the same time. So, and the whole project is about sharing electricity, renewable energy around the world, meeting the peak demand as it flows around the world, because that's when we need to actually start up a new generator when between that 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. in the middle of the day. And at the end of the day, what do we do? We ground the energy because we don't have batteries big enough to store all that energy. Whereas the Genie Foundation says, let's just move it along to the next time zone. Let's move it along to the next time zone and slowly and slowly it'll come back around to us. So it's about connecting, you know, the, all the continents on um, a continuous electrical grid and sharing the abundant renewable energy that we can tap into. And a quote from one of Bucky's books, I don't know exactly which book 
or where I read this, but I remember it say it said um, when the world is literally linked up on electricity grid, sharing that energy, it's proof that we're metaphysically cooperating. Wow. So that that's where you know I fell in love with this project and it's the biggest world game I know to play. So wow. and I've met some wonderful people and I'm still learning. We've got a, a fundraiser. We do a fundraiser for World Environment Day um, in June every year. So we're just we're just blasting a lot of uh, you know uh, memes and and um, invitations for people to come along to a comedy night. Like let's get together and have have a laugh and raise funds for for the projects that we do as well. So. Yeah, it's a big project. Wow, wow. I'll put it in the notes as well so people can get in touch. And obviously, for the listeners, you can contact Rowana directly and get more information. And um, because you talked about changes, what do you see um, or predict changes that are going to be happening in the foreseeable future? Oh, I think the change is already happening. And it happened in, um, what year was it? Was it December of 2021 when Saturn and uh, Jupiter both went into Aquarius? It It was on the 21st of December, which is the summer solstice here, and it would be the winter solstice where you are. And um, uh, the 21st of December, so it's like a couple of days before Christmas Day, and these two planets were so close that it looked like they were calling it the Bethlehem star. Mm. And and the elections in the US were on. And and when when I saw that these two planets were going into that, Aquarian energy because Aquarius is all about the brotherhood of man and you know everyone coming together on the same page and you know that real age of Aquarius uh, breakthrough and and new technologies and I knew that Trump was out because he's he's part of that old Capricorn Saturn energy controlling and you know, wanting to be um, the CEO of the company and look at me and, you know, that's about the position and the status. Whereas Aquarius is all about to hell with that. We want freedom for all. We all want to be, you know, in this, uh, you know, all for one and one for all energy, right? This community service and um, being aware of society and, and what betterments can we do for society? So, that to me was a really big shift. And, and that's where, you know, we've still got um, Uranus happening at the moment. It's in conjunction with um, uh, the sun at the moment. And also on the last weekend, we had a full moon in Scorpio. And, you know, Charles was coronated. He's a Scorpio. Um, but also this Uranus and the sun energy, it, it's all about transformation. We're going through a major transformation and it doesn't happen over just one weekend. Like to me, it started in that 2020 through COVID really. That was really brought us back to basics, didn't it? Yeah. You know? So it's, and, and things have, uh, uh, you know, the Me Too movement was all happening and, 
you know, so they, there's, it's all about this transformational change. But the bottom line of it all is it, we're all in this together and it's how can we all benefit everybody, not just the few, the few at the top. So that, that to me is the big change, which is all that age of Aquarius energy. Yeah, because everybody's saying, all the spiritual people I know at the moment are talking about, um, you know, we're moving into an era of love, peace and harmony and everybody's shifting and our vibration is raising higher. And even people who are not on this spiritual pathway yet, they are receiving um, information and you know, a lot of people are saying it comes through the water, the rain. And I know in Australia for my two and a half years there, I've been following the rain and the floods. And um, they're saying this is the way because we all have to rise up and truly come from a heart space. And we all need to do this together. So you talked about the me movement can you or me too movement can you explain what that is for people who don't know oh gosh that was um you know just people whatever harm has come to women especially um to you know to raise their hand and say yes it's happened to me too yes it's happened to me too yes it's happened to me too whatever form that could have been like you know, some some verbal, something verbally or something physically, but, you know, so, yeah, and, and it's just this awakening. And, you know, even, even so books are being affected at the moment, for example, because like Ronald Dahl books that have, things have changed and it was appropriate for the time, but it's not appropriate for that now. Some movies that have been um altered or you know you you can't say or do those things anymore that you used to, that used to be okay years ago you know it's just not okay anymore because we're more awake we're more aware and the, when we understand more then we do better don't we and that's what Absolutely. to me that, that this is all about this is all that change this is all part of that Aquarian energy that's coming through so Fabulous. Yeah. yeah and you mentioned you know, even today, look at the announcement today, uh, Donald Trump uh, is going to have to pay a few million dollars to that woman that he supposed, you know, he did uh, touch 20 years ago or whatever, you know, and, and the, 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 the courage for her to speak out against someone so, you know, famous like that. And, you know, you know, Weinstein's went down. Fox News has been you know put on attention like it's this this it's, it's, it can't happen anymore you know it's people are waking up and the more people uh, are stepping up and 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 saying the what they need to say then it's making it easier for other people to step up and and, yeah. and have their say as well so yeah i know like obviously philosophers and historians and astrologers have been recording history and saying everything happens in cycles and they are saying now this is the time where all structures are going to fall apart and new structures appeared and you mentioned aquarium and water and you know we will see um lots of people there will be chaos and corruption because with any 
any change, this happens. People are reluctant to change, but the change is going to come anyway. And like you're saying, people are standing up and it's the era of power to the people. And people are having a voice and being heard. And um, also to the youth. We're having the youth being innovators and progressors and people coming together. They're saying this is an era of community and unity. So for the listeners, how how can you support them? Like, what advice would you give them through this chaos? Because people, you know, when I was growing up, gods were like, you know, um, doctors were like gods, I should say. And the policemen were like gods and the politicians and you didn't have a voice. You know, you'd be too frightened. You don't want to bring shame to the family if you speak out and so forth. So what help is needed for them? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we still need doctors and police and they and, and teachers as well. You know, I heard a, a very interesting um uh, he was a professor and he said, you know, why why aren't kids learning that much in school? You know, why are the grades so poor? And it's because they've lost respect for the teachers. You know, the, the, I saw on Facebook before there was a, a, a student t- uh, pepper spraying a teacher because the teacher took the phone away because she was finding answers, you know, doing research on her phone instead of from her mind like we've lost that respect for teachers we still need to respect they still have their place in society but what people need to do for themselves to deal with all this change is um they need to meditate they need to uh you know come back to the self they need to journal they need to maybe see a psychologist they may need to have um women's circle groups that get that support and love from one another you know we we can't just there's a a beautiful saying that you either um, step up and and change with the flow or you're going to get dragged through it and you know if you if you you need to like take responsibility for yourself why because it's your heart and it's your head and it's your life and you have to take responsibility for yourself absolutely any workshop or books that you can read, you know, anything that's going to help you to um, open up and just, you know, listen and, and be that little bit more aware is, is, you know, as simple as reading a book, it can be. Fantastic. And you talked about finding women's circles and so forth, because I really believe that women have to, reclaim their power because it's like the old-fashioned lampshades our light is already there but now they have to remove the shade so they can feel and see the light and also be a support for their children and I've been lucky that I've got like a book club that's been going for 14 years and we get together like once every six weeks. But last year, so many of our parents passed away. We were all at each other's, you know, uh, funeral for the folks supporting each other, you know, just something like that. You know, it was lovely. Yeah, it's really important to find your tribe, find your community and like you said, support one another. And you talked about um, women and how we had the opportunity to change in 
the lockdown, and I know in Melbourne you suffered the worst in Australia, but during lockdown there was a lot of opportunities to grow and evolve and reinvent yourself. However, the domestic violence rose as well. And, you know, I know this is a global problem that um, women, you know, the deaths in the world daily are outrageous. So how do you think women can deal with this? You know, we, we need safe houses. We need people to, you know, not... If it's some, if it's a difficult subject, we don't, we, you know, we can't just ignore it, you know, because we've all, me too, we've all suffered on some degree or some level. We know how that feels like. We need to make it okay for for people to 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 come over or to have you open your door to people, you know, like there's so many really good things that are happening in the world through to um, you know, little apps. Um, on your phone that are discrete um, emergency buttons for help that you're linking up with people. You know, we, we need to talk about it more. We need to make it okay, not sweep it under the, the, the rug or turn our back to it. Because, you know, in the olden days, you, you don't talk about it. You know, you, you, you go inside, you don't listen to the neighbor or whatever. Now we need to listen. We need to, and you know, and, it, and it's all changing because we've got a powerful thing called a mobile phone that records everything and films everything now. You know, so it's just, it doesn't happen overnight, but it, we're definitely taking it to the a better direction. Absolutely. Yes, because I think as well, you know, if women are supported and they can get through these challenging times and know that they can seek help and seek advice. And obviously, you know, I know in France, um, the, in Nice, for example, when I was living here, there was only like one safe house for 16 people. The rest are day centers, Monday to Friday, 10 till 4, and then you go back to the same situation. And, you know, before it was certain cultures, but now it's like all backgrounds. So women need to stand in their power, reclaim their power, be the best version of themselves. So, you know, for anybody listening, you need to reach out and um, find the support in community. And yep. um, you mentioned meditation's a good way. I used to do meditation with a group once a month. A meditation, what I found, what people would say to me, because when I had my healing center in Rose Bay in Sydney, for example, helping women there, Initially, they're too emotionally, you know, distraught, so nothing would help them. So eventually they would, um, i teach them like a five-minute meditation or just even taking one breath. So that's an empowering breath because just one breath is enough to calm your mind and bring you to the present moment. And then eventually, you know, they would um, have hand massage, feet massage, and then facial because the only touch they would have known was physical. So it's really important because we're all equal. We all have the right to be happy and live a purposeful, meaningful life. And um, 
I think one way to do it as well, because you mentioned about phones, you know, find your groups and, you know, find your tribe. And also um, it's time to reconnect within and find your power within and Correct. to go into nature and be with oh, nature. Yes, nature is a real big one. You know, when you're, when you're stressed, just that walk in the park or, you know, a picnic in the park or, you know, um, just walking around the block and looking at people's front gardens and flowers and nature is the best healer. And with nature as well, a hobby of some sort like pottery or drawing, art, music, you know, some type of hobby that takes um, that, you know, those hobbies that you um you lose time and track of and you, you you're like all of a sudden you realize oh my god it's 2 a.m in the morning i've got to get to bed because i've got to wake up in the morning like just that that's that that simple thing that just takes you out of that um horrible energy and puts you in that right that right space is healing you know it, it, it can be i remember i used to be in a job that i didn't like and i'd go to the toilet and i would just visualize that i was in a hammock between two palm trees and I can smell the beach and I can feel the warmth of the sun just that two minutes of that visualization I came out of that loo a different person and I was able to like handle the rest of the day like th these are because everything's an illusion right so yes. you know if you're not happy then you can recreate whatever you want and and your your mind doesn't know any different it thinks it's there so you know, like that, that's how quick it can change. I remember once I was crying. I don't know what I was crying about, but my friend rang me and I, I answered the phone and she said, how are you? And I went, oh, I'm great. And I went, oh my God. I, I, I was like, my mouth was aghast because I was crying miserably. And in one second, I changed my state. I was fine. I'm, I'm like, oh my God. You know, like that's how quick it can change. Yeah, I remember we have 70,000 thoughts in our head. You are not your thoughts. You are the one listening to all of that. So you have to be really careful at what you're choosing to believe. You have to pick your thoughts like you pick your clothes to wear every day. Like that's how, that's how, um, that's your, that's the power and that's your responsibility to, for yourself, right? Yeah, I totally agree. There's, we have to take responsibility for our thoughts and we can choose happiness. Happiness is a choice. And as you said, we get over 70,000 thoughts a day. And scientists say that 95% of them are the same negative, disempowering beliefs and programming that go round and round and round. And people could be living in a place with a beautiful view, like you can see behind me of Sydney, where I was staying, but they don't appreciate the view because your mind is going around and around and around and around. Your eyes are open, but you're not seeing. So when we meditate, it gives us the opportunity of calming down these thoughts. And you hit the nail on the head when you talked about imagination, because imagination is key to creation. When you're in imagination, you are in the field of all that is. And, you know, it reminds us that we're not just these flesh and bones. You know, we are divine creators. 
and we can manifest the life that we deserve and desire. We can choose our purposeful, meaningful life because, as you said, you can change it in one instant, one phone call, and your mood has changed from crying to happiness. And also, you know, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real or perceived. So you need to start imagining and dreaming big and making it happen. That's right. You can always take it back to what's comfortable for you. But if you don't think big enough, how do you know you're never going to be able to create that? And you first have to have the thought, the idea before you do anything with it. So it's this is, you know, our subconscious mind is very fertile ground and you have to be careful what seeds you plant in there. You know, every time I hear someone go, oh, I, that never happens to me or, or uh, you know, I, I never get a car park there. I'm like, stop it. That's not true. You know, that's just your past be, um, experience. Doesn't mean it, it has to be your future experience. You know, you, you know, change that to say as as of as of as of today or in the past. That's what it was like. You know, leave it open for it to, for it to be whatever you want it to be in the future. You know, the 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 the. The universe is so abundant, it doesn't care if you go there, as, as they used to say in the money and you, um, spirit doesn't care or the universe doesn't care if you go there with a bucket, a trailer or a semi-trailer. It's up to you how open and, and how you how open you are to believing, to receiving that, that um, it's available to you. You know, how abundant are you? How passionate are you about it? as well you know raise your vibration because when you when your vibration is up that's what makes you attractive that's what attracts people to you it's actual physical it's a physics thing it's it's proof right that through physics the how this works the more attractive you are the more you attract therefore you become more attractive therefore you attract more and on and on it goes Yes, like the language. law of attraction. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, for the listeners, um, Ruana and I did the training with William Whitecloud, and I've done loads of other trainings as well. And we all have disempowering beliefs, which start from conception and beyond because we're listening and learning from our parents. So fundamentally, we have 12 disempowering beliefs. And Things are like, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm invisible, I don't have the capacity, I'm not capable, and so forth. And it's a myth that we're going to get rid of them, but how we can evolve is by going, oh, when you're in tension and feeling stressed and anxious, you're usually replaying your dysfunctional beliefs and trying to prove them wrong. And tension is good because you can then go, Oh, rise above, like you say, rise your vibration. And often I just do that with another conscious breath and put my heart, hands on my heart and breathe up and say, what's the best thing for me right now? And I will go, look at me creating all this BS. I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to manifest, you know, I'm going to create, or if I'm stressed, I put a, random alarm clocks every day in my phone anyway and when they go off 
I've got the words like peace, love or joy. <laughs> and then I just take in a deep breath. And if it's peace, I breathe in peace. And I say, if I was come from a state of peace, what would I be doing now? And then that's a good way of changing your thoughts and your behaviors and your beliefs and, you know, stepping into your God self or your super genius. And um, so the world is crazy at the moment. So how, why do people come to you for tarot, for example, or a typical session what is the most common thing? And could you give us a success story? I know you have mi millions, well, at least thousands, <laughs> but without giving names, you know, why do people come to you? Because I know with a combination of your tarot, astrology, numerology, talk to us. Yeah, thank you. Um, um, I think out of all, all that I have studied, tarot is the most popular. Because it's it's a very quick um, response to people's questions, and I think eighty percent of my readings are have to do with relationships, and the the other twenty percent is like, should I move house or uh, what work? How's my career going? And money, money's a big one as well. But that's the the twenty percent. So, um, you know, I find people will come to have a tarot. I especially love people that have never had a tarot reading before because they're just open to receive. They don't even have a question. Um, and uh, I suppose people have a tarot reading when when they're at that crossroad that, you know, because we've got the ego and the patriarchal voice and the inner critic all telling us that we should be going this way. But really, you know, what about, the other way and and uh is there another way and so i think tarot is like a um a quick response for people before they go to see a psychologist if there is something wrong with them to to check in is this is there an answer here or can i you know is it going to confirm what i'm thinking or am i going down the right path and and what i love about tarot is all the pictures are archetypal symbols and we dream in symbols. We dream in these archetypal symbols. You know, I teach in Singapore as well and, you know, they, ha they have a different language and, but the symbolism, the archetypal symbols are the same. So it's, it's sort of, it's primal stuff. And so I see the picture, I can interpret the picture on the tarot card, but you're, you're seeing the picture as well. And on some level you understand what that, image that archetypal image means i mean look at dreams for example whenever you have a dream you, you say to your friend oh, i had a dream last night and you start interpreting the dream you start talking about the dream and you go oh that means this that's that's tarot that's what tarot cards it's like interpreting a dream interpreting a picture interpreting a message here and you you have to like flush it out a little bit because there's so many layers when you know when i do a reading for someone that knows nothing about tarot I can only go so far, but with someone else that understands symbolism or, um, you know, tarot, even uh, dream work, we can go to another level. You know, we can really dig deeper. You know, we can see through what it's showing. You know, there's something here. Um, so, yes, people, you know, 
when people do their courses with me in six months, they are a totally different person to what they were when they first started with me. It could be career change. It could be in a relationship, out of a relationship. I remember one lady, she just wanted to have a baby. And for the six months, that's all she focused on and worked on. And, and in six months time, she was pregnant. You know, she it sort of came, she put that energy into it. You know, it's all sorts of things that people want to um you know aspire to or, or you know live overseas whatever that can be you know it's just it's just fascinating you know the, the 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 cards will show you yes you are on track because they're really positive images or bright you know number ones and aces and things like that it's like yes new, it's new it's good it's you're 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 going there or if they're you know heavy cards worrisome cards um, it, they, can, they can indicate, oh, I'm not going down the right path. Okay, now I know what I need to do. I need to go the other way. Like it can confirm. Usually when a reading confirms what you're thinking, that's a good tarot reading. It's not um, fortune telling. You know, today tarot really is a psychological tool that can really help you understand your process and, um, you know, help you to achieve what you're, thinking of doing dreaming of doing so it's it's fun and I love teaching people I think I'm the lucky one when I teach people tarot because I see their eyes open up I see them change so fabulous and how did you start teaching in Singapore how did that come about um I was invited to speak at the 2010 uh, uh international feng shui convention Oh, they and uh, he he really liked what I did, and he invited me back the following year to teach. So he he's like a grandmaster of feng shui in Singapore. So you know, um, he, seven generations of uh, feng shui in his family, and he's now passed it on to his son. So the eighth generation, and he always wanted to like east and uh, bring east and west together. So. Um, and I was available to travel to Singapore and and to uh, teach over there. And I've been doing that ever since. Um, the, over COVID, it went on to Zoom and, um, and that's okay. So hopefully um, I teach twice a year there now. So uh, March and, and August, September. So hopefully um, this, this year I can't go over there again because I've got a 15 year old dog so I don't want to leave him with anyone so happy to go zoom also they're renovating their their um, their offices at the moment so it's it's it works this year for me not to go but hopefully next year I'll be back over there I miss everyone I've made good friends over there so you know I love Singapore I love to get a bit of warmth on my back especially around um august september because it's really cold here again <laughs> yeah melvin's um nickname five seasons in one day yeah. <laughs> and so, i like that i like the five seasons in the one day too it cracks me up <laughs> <laughs> and yeah because when i lived um, full-time in nice and monaco i always carried a bag with different shoes so i'd wear the flat shoes and then put the decent shoes on and that reminds me in melbourne whenever i visit the family i've always got a bag with extra layers um to put yeah. on just in case yeah. um, <laughs> and i guess that's about being prepared 
being prepared for change. And like um, you mentioned, you've been doing your work on Zoom. So, you know, how how did um, the lockdown affect your business, for example? It didn't affect me at all. In fact, I even got busier because people were looking around for things to do. So I had, you know, all my classes that were from my shop opened up onto Zoom and I had people coming in from interstate. And in fact, all my classes since COVID, I'm happy to leave them on Zoom at the moment because I'm getting people from Perth, New South Wales, Queensland. I I email the handouts to people. If they can't make a class, I record the class. Um, you know, it's just so much better and people are comfortable in their own home and, you know, they don't have to, have to drive or go out in the five degrees in the one day business and it's just opened it up for me. So I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I was very, um, nothing really changed for me during COVID. I've, you know, I've always worked from home and, and um, from, from my premises here and it's just, it was easier. It just, you know, it was a, it was a comfortable I was comfortable so plenty of work yeah so um obviously because there's a different dynamics as well because when you're live you've got that live interaction and people face to face do you find body language for example because you're seeing a big screen with people on them are they showing their emotions more or you know how do you find that yeah, does you know? I, I, um, people still listen. I know they're still listening on some level. So, um, whether they're in front of me or on Zoom, there's no difference. I remember when I first started uh, my tarot uh, career, I used to work on a telephone line for about three years, and I thought, how is this going to work over a telephone line? Well, after three years later. Not even a, a, a telephone line is going to uh, uh, intervene or, or hold back the love energy. Like it's 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 everywhere. So it, whether it's on Zoom or face to face, it doesn't matter. In fact, before Zoom, I used to always do readings or teach with uh, Skype. So you know, I think since COVID, Zoom is a far better. Uh, quality app and I really like creating the breakout rooms when it's time to practice readings on each other and I go in and out of all the rooms so that it's like a nice little intimate room for them rather than you know spreading out on uh, on the table and there's no room for anything so it's it's fun and people that don't know technology then they get to learn the technology which is great you know so it's they're learning to to change and to go with the flow as well yeah well when I got into Williams work and became a facilitator I was a dinosaur with technology and now I just breathe through it (laughs) (laughs) and like you say the breakout rooms are, are great yeah I feel so comfortable and I think like you mentioned love it's all about the heart connection when you um speak clearly and also I think it brings authenticity because everybody's eyes are on you and they can see you clearly so they can pin you and you're just you on the screen and um people know when you're speaking your truth and 
I think this is important to help bring forth this love energy and um, bring forth um, the truth, you know, the, the truth of who you are and what you do mm. and how you can truly help people as well. You know, but going back to Buckminster Fuller, my number one mentor, he said integrity is the essence of everything. You know, like the chair that you're sitting on, if that wasn't built with integrity and you sit in it, it will collapse. He said truth. He, he, there was a, a little bit in the book, uh, a, a young child asked him, what was the most important discovery you ever made? Because Buckminster Fuller was received 47 honorary doctorates for his work for humanity and the environment, unheard of. And he still holds the longest list of who's who in the world from author, poet, pilot, futurist, like you name it, right? And um, he, he, the, the boy, the, he, so the boy said, what's the most important discovery you ever made? And he said, the importance of truth. And I, I don't know if you can see the, the, there's a map up there. Yes. I wonder if I can show it. I can't really make it any bigger, but it's a, a map that um, Buckminster Fuller devised where he, he took the, because um, we were brought up with the Mercator projection map which yeah. shows up to 50% distortion on the planet. And, and he said, why are we lying to our children? And so he created this map uh, where he, he cut up the, the globe um, into an icosahedron shape, which is like 20-sided little model, and opened it up flat. And you, you actually see um, Pangaea, as they call it, like one island in one ocean it's not seven separate seas and seven different continents it's it's one island in um one ocean and uh you know so there was a, a while there when we were doing lots of work, um uh festivals we'd we'd, we'd uh, show that sh just talk about that map and how people see you know america's over here and russia's over there when really there's only 15 miles between them across the bering sea and it freezes over and you can actually walk across like we're we're so you know it's it's not what we've been taught it's it's so he was very big into talking about the truth and teaching the truth especially to kids because kids know the truth you know we, humans we know the truth when we're talking to each other exactly so, and you covered a lot there and I think maybe maybe you can um, take a photograph later and add it to to the chat. And if you send it to me, I'll put it out with um, the replay when we put it on YouTube, etc. And, and, and he also on the on the map it, it says spaceship Earth because another child he asked a child one day what would you what do you want to be when you grow up? And the little boy said, I want to be an astronaut. And he said. Do you know that we're already all astronauts on a spaceship called Earth? <laughs> it's just, right? He just spits you out of the norm, right? He just tells you the truth. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that, that that is so profound. It's like a light switch went off for me then. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yes, I hadn't Love thought it. about it that way. That's brilliant. And I think children are are our future, you know, and it's so important to um, respect that and give yes. the power to the children and the youth. So, you know, yes. Brian and give I, uh, 
we it have to give them, them hope. hope. Yeah. And I think um, some schools are more progressive than others. So, for example, my partner is an engineer and we've got a lovely engineering friend who's about 103 years old now. And he's incredible. And he went to Watson's College in Edinburgh. And he said to us, you know, can you visit the engineering department in the school? Because I think you'll really love it. And we were going to do a, a project between Monaco and um, Watson's College. And we went there. My husband was blown away. He's like, oh, my God, I wish I had this when I was in school. You know, it's very advanced. And they were making like motor cars out of recycled plastics, models of them and so much more. And they put in a tender for uh, an extension of the school and it got passed and they got to work with the architects and different people to actually make it happen. You know, that, that is giving power. And I think that's absolutely incredible. Beautiful. So um, I just wanted to talk about your book a bit as well. So Tarot Distinctions. Um, how did that come about? Um, thank you. Well, it's basically my tarot course in book form. And I was able to put a lot more into the book. Um, cause, you know, it, cause, and I thought it was time to create the book because the same sort of questions I noticed kept coming up in each of the classes. And I thought I can cover all these questions in the book. And it was around the time that my mum, she passed away um, because of dementia. And so I was able to like spend that time um, working on the book. It took me like five years to write the book to, to and then one um, year just to edit it all. Um, but so much is in that book. And, and I really, you know, I've got so many books, right? So, but they're all like this thin and they were black and white and half a page of this or one page on each tarot card. I wanted to do something that was Australian. I wanted to do something in full color. I wanted to um, add in there astrology, numerology, symbology, psychology, colors, whatever else connected with that tarot card. I wanted to do um, gold keys like what because the because in every tarot card there is a key and once you unlock that key you you get that energy of that card and you know positive negative words and you know just so much um that and and in beautiful quality paper I don't think I'm ever going to write another book because I put my heart and soul into that one book and um yeah and it's out there you know it's you can buy it on Amazon you can buy it from me it's on audio it's 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 out there and it's um I don't know if it'll ever be a, a bestseller but you know people are always wanting to learn wanting to learn about esoteric studies and and this and that book is right up there and I hope people can get their hands on it and um uh you know open up to archetypes and you know interpreting a dream or you know getting answers for themselves themselves so thank you and that's wonderful that you've put your heart and soul and shared all your life's wisdom and knowledge because a lot of people hold back and don't give all the information so that people will have to do your courses but by putting it all out there people can resonate and I, I feel that when people see 
your integrity, then they're like, wow. And a lot of people will go, I, I've, I've read it, I can do it, but I want to connect with this person and do the training myself and, you know, have a helping hand and be part of a lovely, like-minded community. So yep. thank you. I know you, yeah, you've you got, a, you're very well known in Australia and through your power of imagination, maybe with the group you can see, or just by yourself, see your group as a best-selling book, if that is your dream. And um, just wanted to ask you, if there was one thing you could do to change the world, what would it be? Oh, that, that's where the Genie Foundation comes in. <laughs> make, make everyone aware that we're we're you know we're all connected and we can all share the energy and you know to me electricity is is what can bring about peace on earth and that's why I had to get involved with that project and you know and it's it's you know one of the projects that we're doing locally is we want to put solar panels on pensioners' roofs. So we've got a Patreon page and people just pay $3 a month. And, you know, at the moment we're getting, we're, we're bringing in $50 a month just from that. And, you know, once we get to the right amount, then we'll put solar panels on a pensioner's roof. And people are funny because people go, well, if they're putting solar panels on, I want to put solar panels on and, and on it goes, you see. Fantastic. So, so if we can like just do more of that, then it'll make other people want to jump jump on and do more of that. Next thing you know, we're creating so much energy. You know, all the solar panels on pensioners on on people's roofs will will be like a, 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 another generator that we're going to create so much energy that we're going to oh what are we going to do with all this energy? Oh hey, how about we just move it along to the next time zone? You know, and and let let the energy flow and so that everyone on the planet can have lighting heating irrigation sanitation refrigeration have have the abundance that you know we can all have that's fantastic and um especially because electricity is skyrocketing in price globally and there has to be a natural way. Like recently we were in, because we're traveling around Australia, as you know, in a camper van, um, we met an elderly man who was from Melbourne, actually. And he said that he's a pensioner and he was in housing commission. But he said, as your pension goes up, so does your housing commission rent. And he said he just couldn't afford to live. So he ended up letting his apartment go and living in a camper van and now he goes around the sites and he collects um, the empty bottles of water people leave behind and discard and he gets the 10 cents off each bottle just so that he's got some money to live you know yeah. this is extra money because the diesel and fuel has gone up you know the cost of living has gone up and it's like you know, Australia is not like some countries where you're taken care of through pensions and things like that. So it's like, how can we help? And you're doing a wonderful thing and the association. And I think, you know, the message, like you keep saying, is about community and doing things together and, you know, making our world a better place. It's not about me, me, me. It's about yeah. the big picture. So That's right. 
no man is an island as they say and also just to clarify the genie foundation is about linking up the whole world electricity grid but it's also about supporting um people that want to have their own standalone power as well so it, it, you know the majority of people live in the cities and that's where they flock to um and that's where the most energy is required but if people want to live you know i mean yeah. i always use the example of new zealand um you know new zealand north island and south island have been connected with an underwater cable for the last i don't know 20 30 years more wow and the majority of people live in the northern hemisphere so the majority of people live in the northern island and the the renewable resources are in the south island so on the on the scale of the planet the 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 majority of the renewable resources are on the southern hemisphere so we, it's about tapping into what is abundant and and trans uh transmuting it trans uh trans uh what's the word i'm looking for sending it to where people want to live so yeah yeah and new zealand use 80% of renewable energy and only 20% of non-renewable energy and australia is the opposite we're dependent on 80% of non-renewables and 20% renewables and because we especially here in victoria we've got so much black coal that um you know i i find the the southern hemisphere the pollution in the southern hemisphere is because of the the non-renewable co2 emissions that we're putting out there so yeah. so you know i like that we're more connecting now and we're tapping into wind and solar you know people are becoming more aware um buckminster fuller said as we you know use what we're using now but as we need new power stations let's all connect on the the same electricity grid so he talks talks about the high voltage dc because some countries now use ac other countries use dc other countries use ac dc you know so mm -hmm. it's about all get connecting on that one um type of grid um and and then we'd be able to like share that energy around i i also use the example of how in australia for example in every different state um had its own train gauge until they worked out hey we can we if we had the same train gauge we can the train can go from queensland through new south wales into victoria so you know I, why did they do different train gauge why have we got different power usages around the world but as we're becoming more connected and some countries in europe for example to stop another country using nuclear or non-renewable sources they've gone we've got so much abundance of this how about we share this energy with you for free you know and also i'm aware that on many um peace programs like between north and south korea for example or the plo and and israeli one of the first item on that agenda is to share electricity to share energy like it's just you know we need, we're so dependent on it now that you know no oh, it's a wonderful and um that that's a, going on about it <laughs> <laughs> yes and i'm aware of the time as well i know you're going yes. to a wonderful event tonight so oh, yeah. on that note um look at the genie foundation everyone and thank you and so much why, and tarot in action pages absolutely yes yeah so thank, thank you ruana for giving up your precious time and sharing your amazing um 
wonderful tips and knowledge and wisdom. And um, keep shining, keep smiling, keep thriving, and keep, keep being who you are. Thank you. Thank you so much, Beverly. Take care. I, I love, I've loved it. Thank you for um, making some space for me to, tonight and or today. Um, <laughs> and um, I wish you all the best. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. And blessings. Thank you.